Coming up, the Celtics win a big one at the TD Garden while the Knicks lost at MSG. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here. They're ready to recap everything from a night in basketball. And the Celtics got their third straight win on Wednesday in our biggest game. The biggest game. It was a career night for LaMelo. He dropped 38, but it wasn't enough for the Hornets to pull off the upset on the road. Locked on Celtics breaks down Boston's full team effort and how they took down Charlotte. Hey there, John Corrales here from the TD Garden after the Boston Celtics 113-107 win over the Charlotte Hornets. It was not pretty. It's not how the Celtics would like to finish a game, but unlike past games where the Celtics squandered leads and lost down the stretch, the Celtics squandered a lead and held on down the stretch thanks to some aggressive drives, free throws, Robert Williams blocking a three-pointer uh, late in the game and then finishing it off with a dunk. Uh, the game, the, the story of the game, Marcus Smart with 22 points on 7 of 11 shooting and six assists. He was very big for the Celtics in this one. And then the Celtics got big contributions off the bench. A rare big night for the bench. Josh Richardson, 23 points on six of eight from three. And then Grant Williams, three of six from three for 12 points. The Celtics getting big contributions from guys that they needed. Jason Tatum didn't shoot well, one of seven from three. Jalen Brown didn't shoot well, 0 of three from three. Seven turnovers for Jalen Brown on a rough night and three turnovers for Jason Tatum. This is the type of game that Celtics have lost in the past. Now, I know that Charlotte didn't have Gordon Hayward, and that might have made a difference in this one, but for the Celtics, any little bit of progress is very, very welcome. This is a game they normally lose. Instead, it's a game that they won. Now the Celtics are starting to string a few wins together. Now they hit out on the road. Can they keep it going against Detroit? We'll talk about it on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, so make sure you're subscribed. Watch the show on YouTube. The Orlando Magic got a win for only the 12th time this season. This one was on the road against the Pacers. And while the Magic aren't quite there yet, or a finished product at least, Locked on Magic says Orlando did some things in the win last night that were good and make it look like they're a team ready to make the jump. This is Philip Rossenreich, the host of Locked On Magic, as the Orlando Magic defeat the Indiana Pacers 119 to 118, their 12th win of the season. Yes, they're tied with the Pistons. We'll get to that later, or maybe not at all. Who cares? Um, this, to me, there is one clear sign of what good teams do. And I'm not saying the Magic are a good team, but I'm saying they did something tonight that only good teams do. Good teams find a way to win when they don't have their best stuff. They find ways to win when they don't play well for three quarters. They find ways to stay in games, to keep themselves grinding, to keep themselves going, to get victories. The Magic should have lost this game. They played poor defense for three quarters, or for really, or for two and a half quarters maybe. They played really poorly against an undermanned Indiana Pacers team that played with a lot more energy. The Magic would have gotten blown out in this game earlier this season, but... To the Magic's credit, they stayed in it. They kept fighting. They kept grinding. They kept trying to find ways back in the game. They tied the game. They gave the lead back up. They got back into it. 
And eventually it was an 11-0 run late in the fourth quarter that finally put them over, learning some lessons perhaps from their loss to the Chicago Bulls when they were unable to match a run late and, and kind of keep in the game over the final six minutes. This was a really gritty, gutsy, determined win that young teams aren't supposed to do. And yes, I know the Pacers were undermanned and they're not a great team by record either. This is a really solid win for the Orlando Magic. And once again, something they can grow on. Maybe there is a good team in there somewhere. We'll have a lot more coming up on Locked On Magic. Until then, don't send me your tank gifs. The Indiana Pacers didn't quite stack up with the Magic last night. Quite literally, nearly all of Indiana's size missed the game. So it was a tough one for them. Our Locked On Pacers host tries to sort through the mess in Indiana. The Pacers lose to the Magic 119-118 at home. If I just told you that the Pacers lost at home to the 11-41 prior to this game, Orlando Magic, you might say that's a bad loss for the Pacers, but DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, Goga Batadze, and Isaiah Jackson all did not play the entire game. Jackson played the first 22 seconds before getting injured. The Pacers had no centers. Torrey Craig was their tallest available player at six foot seven. He couldn't even play the whole game at center because he had to play starting power forward. The most minutes played at center for the Pacers this game was Terry Taylor, who was six foot five. That tells you the story of why the Pacers could not win this game. They couldn't get the stops when it mattered. Magic scores 60 points in the paint, hit some key threes late, and get it done over the Pacers, who played okay despite having no center, but their defense fell apart without the interior protection required to win this game, and they did not get quite enough from their bench. So they lose a home to the Magic. They still should have won, given the personnel available, but still not the worst loss ever. We'll break it all down and more on the Locked On Pacers podcast. Coming up, the Knicks got a couple of big nights from key players, but they just couldn't quite get the win at Madison Square Garden. This is Locked On Now NBA. This edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Bet Online. It's the place you can head over to get all of your sports betting needs covered. They have prop bets, odds, lines, whatever you want to get involved in. Of course, in the middle of basketball season, you can check in on your favorite college teams or the pros. And of course, with the big game coming up, you're definitely going to want to check that out in a couple of weeks. Just head over to betonline.net. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Kainani Steven. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Let's continue our trip around the league to recap everything you need to know from last night in basketball. Let's go around the league. Luka Doncic pulling his weight. He put together a 40-point night for the Dallas Mavericks, but still wasn't enough as the Thunder took home a win. Our Locked On Mavericks host has more. The Dallas Mavericks fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Nick Angstead from the Lockdown Mavericks podcast here. Is this a wake-up call for this Dallas Mavericks team? Because after losing to the Orlando Magic the other night, the Mavericks come home and they lose to the Thunder. Now, the Mavericks have been without Chris Alphamorzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr. for the last couple of games. But this is a leadership loss for the Dallas Mavericks. They don't have a ton of vets on the team, a lot of really experienced vets. They have some older guys, but not really some guys that have been in the league a long time, have been to finals, things like that. This game came down to the Mavs did not defend when they needed to from a team that has prided themselves on defense. If you're going to pride yourself on defense, you got to play defense when it matters. Allowing 120 points, even in an overtime game, to the Oklahoma City Thunder without real scores is probably a bad thing for the, this Dallas Mavericks team. It comes down to leadership. It comes down to you know Luka Doncic on the floor. It comes down to Jason Kidd. No one is blameless in a loss like this. But we'll break it all down and talk about if it's a wake-up call for the front office. On tonight's Lockdown Mavs. 
The Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz usually provide a star-studded lineup when these two teams meet up, but they just weren't there on Wednesday night. Utah came out on top between these two rosters hobbled by injury. Our Locked On Jazz host was there live post-game to tell you what happened. Short-handed on both sides, and the Utah Jazz find a way to prevail as the most short-handed of the group over the Denver Nuggets, finally getting back on the winning side of things. David Locke with Locked on Jazz. The Utah Jazz beat the Denver Nuggets 108-104. The Jazz were without five of their top eight players. Denver was without four of their top five players. So it became Trent Forrest of the Jazz versus Bryn Forbes of the Nuggets. Not quite Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray of the bubble matchups. But the Jazz had six different players in double figures, including rookie Jared Butler, Trent Forrest with 18, and Udoka Azabuke had eight points and 10 rebounds, all career highs for Forrest and Azabuke. The Nuggets playing shorthanded without Jokic, without Gordon, without Murray, and without Porter got a 26-point night out of Bryn Forbes. Down the stretch, it was Mike Conley with three fourth-quarter steals, the most veteran player on the floor making those plays as the Jazz get the win over the Nuggets and sweep the season series against the Nuggets with a 108-104 win. The New York Knicks lost at home despite eight threes from Evan Fournier and slowing down Memphis star John Moran, who did not have a very good night. Locked on Knicks tells you who else stepped up for Memphis to overtake New York. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Gavin Shaw of the Locked on Knicks podcast following a 120-108 loss for the New York Knicks to the Memphis Grizzlies in what was a simultaneously weird, stupid, and kind of fun game for the New York Knicks. They had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I thought this was one of Julius Randle's better games on the season. He was fantastic attacking the basket, both as a role man and, and, and seeing seams in the defense and aggressively going after them. And as an offensive rebounder, getting multiple cleanup efforts and a, a whole lot of fantastic kickout passes on those drives. Evan Fournier, uh, eight three-pointers, 30 points, uh, hitting some of the highs that he's hit previously only against the Boston Celtics this year. Emmanuel quickly went on a personal 7-0 run with a four-point play followed by a deep three to get the Knicks back in the game. Mitchell Robinson played one of the better games of his life, 14 points, 11 boards, eight blocks, and, and was the linchpin of a defensive effort that held John ja Morant to eight of 26 shooting. Overall, the New York Knicks showed a whole lot of spirit, but this game wasn't without the mistakes that have characterized the Knicks season and have characterized so many of their losses. Uh, R.J. Barrett had a moment where he tried to dribble the ball on an inbound that resulted predictably, uh, inevitably, I should say, in a turnover. Um, Nerlens Noel tipped in a Ja Morant miss for an own basket. Evan Fournier had multiple tip-outs that led to back-breaking threes. For the Grizzlies, the Knicks had uh, at, at least three possessions where they just completely lost a Memphis player, resulting in a wide-open triple. Ultimately, against one of the best teams in the NBA, those mistakes were far too much, but the Knicks did some good things tonight. Until next time, Gavin Shaw, Locked on Knicks. The Lakers trailed going into the fourth quarter against the Portland Trail Blazers on Wednesday, but Anthony Davis took over in the final quarter to get L.A. that much-needed win. Locked on Lakers tells you how A.D. dominated Portland in L.A. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked on Lakers podcast, and the Lakers get a 99-94 win over the Blazers in L.A. It was uh, not a particularly inspiring effort by the Lakers. 17 turnovers, which led to 24 points from Portland. They missed 11 of their free throws. It was, quite frankly, a very unpleasant game to watch. Um, still, you had 30 points and 15 rebounds, three blocks for Anthony Davis. Another 
strong game for him since returning from that long injury. 24 points off the bench for Carmelo Anthony. He hit five threes in this game. 13 points for Russ if you really want to start going on the line. But all in all, look, this was an important win. Again, the Lakers really needed to get this. But if I were to grade this um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll give it a meh, meh. But still, needed to get the win. A lot more to get into, so make sure that you are subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and that you are making Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Now NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Make sure you check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast as well for some more information there. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.